Hey everyone, David Chen here, and welcome to a bonus episode of Culturally Relevant. One of my initial intentions when I launched Culturally Relevant was to use it as a repository for all the cool conversations and bits of audio uh, that I created throughout the week that wouldn't necessarily fit into one of my other podcasts. And so that's what we have in store for you today on the show. Uh, on weeks where I don't have a normal interview episode, I'm hoping to get out a bonus episode every now and then. Uh, today is a conversation with Melissa Taminga about Reed Murano's new thriller, The Rhythm Section, which stars Blake Lively. I was really pleased that Melissa agreed to join me for this review. She's one of my favorite thinkers about movies these days, and I'm hoping uh, that we'll be able to make more content and create more conversations like this in the future. We actually did make a video version of the review that you're about to hear. If you want to watch that, you can just go to my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Dave Chensky. That's Dave Chen SKY. You can subscribe to my videos there. Uh, but this is an audio version in case you want to take it on the go and not look at anything while you're listening to the review. So there you go. Of course, you can always find more episodes of this podcast at culturallyrelevantshow.com. And if you are wanting to support the show in any way, just follow us on Twitter at CREVSHOW, that's C-R-E-V-S-H-O-W, or leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next week with a normal episode. In the meantime, here's me and Melissa Taminga talking about the rhythm section. Hey everyone, it's David Chen, and I'm here today with Melissa Taminga from Seattle Screen Scene. We're here to talk about The Rhythm Section, which is Reed Morano's new movie starring Blake Lively as a would-be assassin who tries to seek revenge on the parties that killed her family in a plane crash. So, Melissa, overall thoughts on The Rhythm Section? Did you like the movie? What'd you think? I would not necessarily say I liked the movie, but there are there are elements that I did really enjoy, um, namely Blake Lively's performance. She's great. Um, and also just some of the filmmaking elements. There are some really interesting sequences that we can perhaps talk about later on. Um, so it sounds awesome. Why? What's wrong with it? <laughs> the major problem, I would say, is the story, essentially. It's yeah. an utterly ridiculous story, and that wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing if it really leaned into the ridiculousness of it, I think, and had a little bit of wit and levity about it, um, that would be kind of fine. Um, but ultimately, I think it's a film that is really trying to take itself quite seriously. Yeah. Um, and it's a very kind of dour um, approach to the story. Yeah, and, and the problem is it doesn't have a tight enough story, a well-told right. enough story, a comprehensible enough story to like back that up. Exactly, right? yeah. exactly, yeah. So I would say this is the sort of uh, movie that is the equivalent to a kind of Pulp Fiction uh, airport novel that you might pick up um, to read. Yeah, because on your way to a business trip or something Exactly, like, like you can't read anything serious on, <laughs> on your flight. You need to just read something you can th literally throw away when you're done. <laughs> Wasteful. <laughs> donate that to a library. Donate it. You could donate it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I agree. It has that level of slightness to it. It's exactly. Not, it's not a super weighty story. Although it tries to be in terms of its tone and in terms absolutely. of the performance. Yeah. It's absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think there's a certain element of the tone that was aiming for a seriousness that just isn't there in the story. Yeah. Um, but the and the filmmaking perhaps could have tried to put some of some wit into it, but I didn't really feel like there was a lot of wit and it was tr when it it aims for being so 
serious and dark. And this is a character who's in a really dark place and there's no levity at all. It's hard to have fun with such a ridiculous plot. I agree. There's almost like no jokes during the course of the whole film. Yes. It's it, it's a very bleak tone, which yeah. is hard to maintain when you have a plot that's this silly. Yes. Uh, so that is a little bit unfortunate. One of the things I uh, appreciated about this movie, though, is that Blake Lively p- plays this would-be assassin character, but she's actually really terrible at her job. She, like she yes. is, yes. Uh, she uh, she has like maybe I don't know four or five gigs during the course of the movie, mm-hmm. and she messes up almost every single one of them. Everyone in in a yeah. pretty like in, not even just a little, not like oh I forgot my wristwatch there. <laughs> like I uh, she like catastrophically ruins it. And uh, I found that to be like pretty amusing uh, and an interesting kind of take yes. on because because we've seen things like this like in fact I just watched the movie earlier this week called Anna that was very mm-hmm. much like hey we're gonna take someone from off the streets and make them into an assassin and she's like hyper like John Wick level yes. assassin right uh-huh. um, Luke Besson's also done movies like La Femme Nikita or things like that where like you see you know. Uh, a, a woman being craned up and just be like even better than the men are at yeah. doing this, right? And that's what I thought this movie was going to be. Right. I thought it, it totally. was going to be yeah. like that. And then, nope, not at all. She's just not. <laughs> she's just not that good. No. But but I appreciated that because uh, it felt more realistic to me. You know. Yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do like that, and I almost wish it would have leaned into that a little bit more. And I think that I was sort of feeling again this tension of. Does the film know that she's really bad at this? Or <laughs> right. or are we just seeing this and feeling uncomfortable? And then there's the Jude Law character too, who is supposed yeah. to be sort of X MI6. Yeah. And so he's supposed to be hyper competent. And yet for some reason he sends her out on the job when she's clearly not ready for it. So again, it's this thing of are we supposed to think that he really does think that she's ready for it? Right. Or is he like, well, I can't stop her anyway, so I'm just going to let her go, and she might kill herself, but I guess I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, a, lot, a lot of questions about, like, you know, why Jude Law isn't doing this himself. You yes, know? exactly. He's, like <laughs> he, He's the one training her, so it's like, why yes. isn't he just doing the things that he wants to do? Exactly. Because, uh, you know, usually when there's somebody training someone, it's like usually someone really old. Like somebody yes, exactly. who can't. There's no way he could go out and do it himself, yeah, exactly. but clearly he's highly competent and he has nothing else going he, he's on. Nothing, he's just, yeah, he's nothing no. else to do. Right. Before we get to spoilers, what do you think, you know, is this a movie you'd recommend people to see? I wouldn't necessarily recommend paying money for this movie necessarily, but if it comes on HBO at some point, yeah. I mean, it could probably be a fun movie to watch with a group of people. Yeah. Um, just as you're sort of just what, you know. If you're like making a sandwich or something and you saw this yeah. coming on in the background, like right. it would there'd be worse ways to spend your time yes. than watching the <laughs> yeah. rhythm section. Yeah. And there are enough interesting elements, I think, in the filmmaking to say, okay, there there's definitely some skill involved in this. It's yeah. not really cohesive um, in a way that really serves the story, but there's some things to admire about it. There's a couple of innovatively shot sequences that I appreciated. I agree. Mm -hmm. uh, All right, let's get into spoilers starting right now for the rhythm section. So if you don't want to know spoilers for the rhythm section, tune out, but we're going to talk about the plot details of this movie such as they are. So, uh, yeah, the movie begins with Blake Lively uh, at rock bottom, basically, right? She Mm -hmm. is in the worst possible scenario. Uh, She's addicted. She's basically gone from being like, 
part of a happy family to, uh, and I think she was like a Rhodes Scholar at some point. Or yeah, she went, she to, Oxford? went to Oxford. She went to so Oxford. She, so she clearly from a well-off family, right. a well-appointed family, probably well-appointed home. Yeah. Um, and then had this huge downward slide to, yeah. uh, she's a prostitute and addicted to, uh, I, I couldn't tell what drug it was, heroin maybe? I think so. Yeah. 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 C- cocaine. I don't know what the different hard <laughs> drugs are. I'm sorry. And uh, so mm. she's in the low level. She's like actually okay with how life is going because yeah. she's like I've lost she's, everything what and, is there to live for and and it's so ridiculous but at the same time Lively does a lot to sell it I think she does yeah, yeah. there's this uh, moment in the trailer that's pretty awesome when you know uh, he says like uh, what about your life and she's like what about it what about your life what about it you know, yeah. and it's like I actually <laughs> right. believe her in that moment. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I actually thought she did a great job there. But anyway, so she's kind of climbing her way out, and Jude Law, an ex MI6 agent, is training her up. And it is a big question of why he's training her. Like, why does he make all these yeah. sacrifices? And then, kind of later, they explain it. Like, kind it's of because hey, I needed you to help me finish this job that I started and couldn't finish, and I messed up, and I, now I need you to help me. But it's like, well, why didn't you just do it yourself, Jude Law? That the, right. That part doesn't make why any sense. he can't go undercover and do it really doesn't make any sense. Pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but I will say that there are uh, the sequences we referenced that are really well done. There's a couple great sequences. Uh, one is there's this moment when uh, Blake Lively's character is training. And, yeah. uh, she, you know, Jude Law says, like, is just treating her badly. And he's like, if you can't run the rest of this training track, swim home. And then <laughs> you see a single continuous shot of Blake Lively walking yes. into the water. Like, and it's like, it, it looks so cold. It looks so like, cold. She's like shivering and they do it all in one shot. Yeah. So like there's no creative editing. Yeah. So it's like, it seems like she actually did that for real. Like maybe they had like water heaters off the camera, but like, it, it looks she like, looks really cold yeah. and it feels really cold. And yeah. yeah. So that I was just like I'd never seen that done in like right? a continuous shot, yeah. and I thought that was that was really well done. And there is one uh, car chase sequence in the middle of this film that's made to look like one long continuous shot. Yeah, uh, that I thought was genuinely impressive. It's like she's losing control rapidly of the situation as the car chase. Everything's is going, going on. wrong. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought I was like watching it. I was riveted. I was I yeah. thought this was a great great car chase sequence yeah. you can probably watch it when it hits youtube in a few years yeah uh but there's some great great sequences in this movie uh, other sequences that are really good there's uh, also a knife fight that she has with jude law that happened yeah. while he's training her that's all in one shot again and i'm just like this is like impressive filmmaking that is really impressive yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. both the, the actors and just kind of the filming of it itself yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. actually could we go back to yeah. the beginning yeah, a little please. bit because i want to talk about the journalist yeah there's a, so, there's a journalist that discovers her right and and that's just one of those, those like wtf kind of things of like wh- okay why this journalist approaches her she she thinks he's a client um yeah you know um but he's not he and he calls her by her real name she has him thrown out but he leaves the card so but it's unclear why this journalist would be approaching one of the survivors of you know the the people that were in the, the plane crash what does he need from her what does he want from her she doesn't 
have any information. So why would this journalist be reaching out to her? It makes absolutely no sense. It makes no sense. <laughs> and then he he ends up leaving her in his apartment with all of the things that he's been gathering over years, um, apparently completely trusting her, even though she's a drug addict and, again, completely at the, the bottom of life. Um, and then he's killed. Yeah. And he's just kind of this throwaway character that feels like, again, a plot device, maybe to get her in touch with Jude Law's MI6 character. Yeah, no, for sure. I also think that uh, this is a movie that I would say has a pretty simplistic view on terrorism. Yes, I wanted to talk about that as well. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so except for the fact that uh, Blake Lively's character is not very good at her job, uh, a lot of the plot of this movie, the tone of this movie, does feel like it's straight from the 80s or 90s. It in terms of like, does. hey, these terrorists, yeah. they're like yeah. into dangerous things oh. vaguely. You <laughs> we know? don't know what they're doing it. It's kind of like doing... scary Middle Eastern guys. It's scary Middle Eastern guys. And there is a great line where uh, one of the characters says like, this character is doing it for the profit, for profit, not the profit, which I thought yes. was, that's like, that's clever writing, I have to say. Right, right. Um, but uh, in general, it's a very like simplified, view that just like makes these characters very like otherized and makes them feel dangerous absolutely and i thought that the presence of the journalist character and like also there's this rich family that finances their quest like the presence of those characters basically like not all middle eastern people are bad it's the movie being like (laughs) we're not racist see there's also good middle eastern (laughs) exactly exactly and that felt that's exactly why i felt like that journalist was was cast there and then that yeah that the other middle eastern family who they're they're muslim i think we know but they're not the radical kind yes right so it's a big point of this and yet of course the the film is still basically reinforcing that racist stereotype it's yeah it's pretty pretty rough on Uh that regard yeah Yeah. Yeah. so so then we get to the end of the movie where you're trying to figure out like who's the person behind yes like the plane crash (laughs) that killed like lila's character and as it's happening i'm like I'm thinking, I'm rewinding the role, because like the (laughs) entire movie, it's like a mystery of who is this character. Right. And as we get to the end, I'm like, they're like, well, we still don't know who the identity is. And I'm like rewinding through my mind. I'm like, there's only like six (laughs) characters in this movie. Like it's gotta be one of these characters. And then it's like, why not? It's Sterling K. Brown's character. You know, for for reasons that aren't ever really made super clear. You don't really know what his his motivations are. How he did all the stuff he did, you know, like any of that stuff. And it's just, it's pretty loose. Or even it's unclear exactly how he's connected to this bomber character or what the bomber character's motivations what, are. What, what Sterling K. Brown's character's motivations are. Like, it's all just... Right. It's and, all just, yeah. And then there's like a, a like a love scene, too, that somehow is she's connecting with Sterling K. Brown's character, yeah. which I don't really know why... Because um, they're both that, hot, they're both hot. So and you have to have the obligatory. If you have two people who are hot in the <laughs> right, same room, they're right. obviously gonna have sex with each other. Yeah, I guess. So I mean, one other thing I will say I appreciate about this film, and maybe that's because it's directed by a woman, is it does not feel um, like it's physically objectifying. Um, like Lively's character. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a couple of scenes which are um, she go, she has to go. <laughs> one of her assassination assassination jobs is to go um, 
be a sex worker and kill um, someone. And she does have a very sexy outfit on, but I didn't really feel like the camera was objectifying yeah. her. Um, and also just her work as an assassin. She's kind of in, dressed in a very frumpy way, yeah. which doesn't really make sense like for she's assassin like work. A, like a very like pixie haircut yes, style. Right. right. And, and then her sleeves are always way too yeah. long, which is completely <laughs> impractical, but also like, um, but okay, like she's not being sexually objectified. Mm. and she's a beautiful woman and the the movie I think is more interested in her well, wants to be more interested in her emotional her emotional uh, journey journey yeah yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah you compare this to movies like Atomic Blonde or yeah. uh, I, again this movie I just watched recently Anna yeah uh, which are both directed by men and um, one could argue you very much feel the male gaze in those movies yeah. more so than you do in this movie yeah so it's interesting to kind of just like look at the differences and see like exactly how, how you'd perceive these characters in different ways yeah before we wrap up this review we should probably talk about the title of the movie the title uh, because there's been a lot of questions about like what does it mean the rhythm section it doesn't doesn't sound like an assassin movie no no Uh, so i actually think if this was done in a better way it could have been like a really cool title right Right. but the title essentially refers to like how you should think about your body yes in order to like calm your body when you're about to kill someone (laughs) (laughs) right Right? the rhythm section is your heart and your breath think about think about your uh what is it the uh the heart is the drums yes your breath is the bass yes. or something like your breathing yes. is the bass right mm-hmm. and it's like basically like think of you must get, get control of your rhythm section when you're about to you know you're about to kill uh, someone, kill someone right? yeah yeah and that's that's a kind of cool idea because the the whole i ostensibly the animating purpose of the movie is like blake lively is out of control she's yeah. out for she's hit rock bottom she's all but the movie doesn't really like back it up in my opinion because no because and, and one of the problems is like she doesn't necessarily get better as an assassin throughout no the exactly of the movie, so the right? rhythm section is not working really <laughs> her rhythm section is all discombobulated it's really is the point. yeah yeah like it'd be one thing if she like okay she, she for the first thing she's like really out of control and exactly. like shooting all over the place and yeah. then the second thing she's like slightly better and then slightly better but the whole movie she's just kind of like you know flailing around exactly the and the the sound design really does lean into her the breathing yeah. and the heartbeat and and that again doesn't it always is just kind of ragged breathing throughout the whole thing so again you hear that she's not getting better <laughs> as well as seeing that yeah. she's not getting better yeah. so she she never gets her rhythm section under control no but uh the movie does seem to frame it as though she does at the end she's exactly. like at the the very last shot of the movie she's like this is a total badass she's like and it's like <laughs> yeah issue though yeah no all right well i think that's going to bring us to the end of this review of the rhythm section uh i'm very glad today to be joined by melissa taminga melissa where can people find more of your work i write for seattlescreenscene.com and you can also find me on twitter at one april day o-n-e-a-p-r-i-l-d-a-y and you can follow me on twitter at dave chensky that's dave chensky thanks for watching see you in the next one